this is C. Northington Purdy on Your Teaching Career. Today, we're going to explore the pandemic from the point of view of a school counselor, a licensed school counselor. And any questions that you might have, feel free to message us using the message app in our show notes. When we come back, we will explore what it means to be on lockdown in our quarantine from the perspective of a school counselor. Stay tuned. We're back with Nikki Ham. She is a licensed school counselor in the state of Maryland. Is that correct? That is correct. Yeah. Um, and could you just briefly describe your career and training as a school counselor? Sure. Well, thank you for having me on. I am um, a school counselor in the state of Maryland. I've been a counselor for 20 years. Um, I graduated in um, 2000 from George Washington University um, and their school counseling program. And um, my training was um, I participated or attended George Washington um, for my master's. Um, and specifically, and it was actually a, a, a clinical practice, meaning that it not only trained me as a school counselor to work in schools and provide um, emotional support and mental health counseling in the schools, but also in the community base. So they had a clinic that I did, I was trained in, in that clinic, a community clinic, um, being able to provide uh, psychotherapy to community patients and uh, people that came in for services within that clinic um, at George Washington University. So it was a great, wonderful training experience. Um, because of that experience, it not only prepared me to work in schools, but work in also in a community-based setting. Um, Excellent. So oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. Oh, no, 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 that's great. Because um, in light of the pandemic and everything that we're dealing with, with our, our children being educated online or um, via packets of handouts, etc. It must be very comforting to have the training that you have. It is. It is, it is comforting. Um, but I also give myself grace, I think, and everyone, is that um, we are living in an experience that I don't think any of us have ever lived through. Um, I think the closest thing is the, what, 1918 uh, Spanish flu mm. pandemic. And so with that said, you know, that may have been many people's grandparents or great-grandparents. That's right. This is new territory for all of us. Um, so I give myself a lot of grace sometimes. So I have my training, but my training always doesn't necessarily, it's a good foundation, but then there are going to be times where I may take a pivot and like, whoa, how did I get down this path? And I just give myself grace and realize, you know what, I'm in a new space that I've never charted before. And that's where we all are. We're all in this new yes, space. Yes, we are. So, um, I know you have a private practice and I, I understand that you're not taking any new clients, but how are you dealing with the educators who approach you during this time? Cause it's gotta be frustrating. It is. And I think that's the first thing I say to all educators is first, you are human. So as a human, giving yourself again, grace. Um, I think that's the very first thing I say is giving yourself grace. And, and the second thing is honoring your feelings. So one, giving yourself grace. If you, you know, maybe didn't do that class that well, or you want to take a nap in the middle of the day, go ahead and do that and because you are in a global pandemic. The second thing is honoring your feelings. If you're like, I just feel sad, it's okay to be sad. Let's not do this comparison of grief between someone maybe 
honor that grief, honor that grief. Um, and you know, to and when I always say honor, what I mean is speak it to just speak it in terms of I am sad, whether you're looking in the mirror or you're writing it in a journal, honoring it and saying I'm sad. Yeah. I am frustrated, I am angry. Um, and even the other day with one of my children, I just had to scream into the pillow because I was like, I know you're mad that your brother doesn't want to play a game with you and it's okay, just scream into the pillow. But I'm mad. What a great idea. It is starting in September. I mean, I... interrupt you before we go to break um when you say i have heard school counselors say this also give yourself grace yeah. what do you mean by that grace to try to make things quote unquote normal yeah, when it, it will never be again the way it was. <laughs> Ms. Nikki Ham, 
um, who is a school counselor in Maryland. In addition to um, being the licensed counselor, you also train uh, counselors yeah. who uh, may be candidates? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Okay. I work out at Bowie State uh, training uh, students, graduate students, who are preparing to become school counselors as well as clinical mental health counselors. Um, and so I work with students who are currently um, in their practicum and internships. Oh, okay. And what um, challenges do you help your uh, graduate interns through during this pandemic? I think the biggest one right now that the graduate students are experiencing, as well as the teachers that they're working with, is um, really the connection with students. Um, it is when you're used to interfacing or interacting with students on a daily basis, and then now suddenly pivoting to a place where you're not, um, it's been a challenge for them. And I think the probably one of the hardest challenges is the students they don't connect with. Um, there's a large community or large, not large community, but a, a, a segment of their student population where they've called, emailed, done a number of things, and they still have not been able to connect with. And I think that's for most teachers, for school counselors, for um, my student, uh, graduate students, that's the biggest challenge because they're concerned about those students. Are they okay? Do they have the things they need? What can we do to help? How can we try and reach them? Um, and so it's just that that is probably one of the greatest challenges that I see consistently coming up when I talk with um, students, when I talk with fellow school counselors, as well as when I talk with um, teachers. And um, when you have, have you guys made use of um, some of the, telecommunications options like Zoom or Microsoft Teams or Google Chat or any of those in order to do Absolutely. counseling or just the phone? Absolutely. Um, in addition to, and I probably should have mentioned this earlier, so in addition to um, being a school counselor and working with graduate students, I also am um, the president-elect for the Maryland School Counselor Association in Maryland. Wow. And, yes, and so one of the things that uh, we in talking with the the, a number of our constituents or fellow members of Maryland School Council Association, they're using a host of different ways to connect with students, everything from telephone. And you might say, well, how do you do that? Using Google Voice. Um, and so we've done some trainings or they've done trainings through their, their different um, districts. And this is all depending on your district, what your district allows you to do. Yes. Some districts are much more permissive, others are not. Um, but if they're, you know, district allows them to use Google Voice, so that way they're not giving out their personal telephone number. Right. Um, Google Chat and Google Hangout, um, and then Zoom. And then some districts are even looking at purchasing, um, which are great. Some um, of the telehealth, uh, teletherapy websites like Doxy, D-O-X-Y dot me. Um, and that's like a online it's a platform that doctors use. Some interesting. considering purchasing that and utilizing that. Um, so it's really interesting to see the wide variety of ways um, people are interfacing. Um, I will say one of the things that our local university and University of Maryland down here, we've partnered together with our graduate students to create um, a YouTube channel and Instagram page where our students are creating virtual social-emotional wellness lessons. Um, that oh, nice. Because we realize not everybody has access to technology. But I know from my personal experience, a lot of kids have Instagram or go on Instagram or YouTube channels. So we're like, well, let's put them in platforms that students may be able to access very easily from the telephone. From their phone. Yeah. So 
called Virtual Sunshine. They came up with the name, the graduate students, and they're posting um, social emotional lessons at the elementary, middle, and high school level. You know, everything from liking themselves to how to register, you know, for the SAT and, you know, just an instructional lesson. So it's a variety of different lessons that are up there. Virtual Sunshine? Yep, Virtual Sunshine. On YouTube. Is it public? I, I need to probably circle back and check and make see if it is. I think it should be, though. But, yes, I think so. Um, and we this one is a partnership, and I can let you know um, confirm. Um, we partnered with the local school system, Prince George's County, so we used their, their curriculum to then the students took their curriculum, their actual paper lesson that you would deliver in a classroom, and then they translated that to a virtual online lesson for about 15 minutes or so, 15 to 20 minute lesson online. So yes, uh, so I will circle back and can let you know uh, when it becomes live. Thank you, and I'll include it in my show notes. That's yeah. a great idea. Teachers need a touchstone. Educators need, during this time when we're trying to do so many things that are new and different, we need to be able to go someplace where there, I don't know, maybe there's a support group online or something like that where teachers can talk to each other and maybe talk each other off the ledge, <laughs> you know, because, because especially for those who are not accustomed to teaching online, I've been teaching online for years, but I can only imagine what it was like to make that transition in a day or two. Oh, it's, it's extremely hard. Um, and I think it's probably even, um, it, it, it's just hard because you're used to, well, you know, when you teach online, I, at least for me, I, I, in class, you're used to that interface and that able to read nonverbal, you know, right. and nodding and those sort of things. Yes. When you move online, you don't really have, you can't really rely on that the same way because it's hard to engage. There's a, probably a slight delay of what you say when somebody hears it because of technology and things like that. So it can be, it can be really jarring. Um, so I encourage teachers um, some real tangible things as you're struggling with, you know, making that transition. Is one reaching out to your district level, you know, your instructional support team, but then also the mental health component. If you're in a district, more than likely they should have an employee assistance program, but if they don't, reach out to your health care provider and tell them. Huh. And more than like, as, a, as a therapist, I get referrals from doctor's offices, and um, most doctor's offices have great relationships or partnerships with um, therapists, and many therapists now if not all of them are meeting, most of them are moved on to online, doing online counseling. Mm-hmm. So, one, your EPA, but also your primary care doctor, if you don't have one, and ask for a list of referrals. And at very minimal, just go and, you know, to just do an initial touchstone and talk with right. um, someone. Um, I just really strongly encourage it. All right. Thank you. This is great stuff, great information. When we come back, we will... Um ask you for three important pieces of advice for teachers, for students, and for parents. Will you stay with us, Mrs. Ham? Absolutely, absolutely. Of Maryland. Um, just as a conclusion, do you have any specific um, advice for a person, let's say, who is going into school counseling as a career or a teacher who is teaching during this pandemic or a student who is trying to keep up during this pandemic? Sure. I think for one, for everybody across the board, it's one that grace. But I think specifically for a teacher, I mean, a, uh, a graduate student who's entering the field, 
right now um, during this time is really, I think, the big thing is the ability to be flexible um, and know that school systems are and will be hiring. It sounds scary as you hear about a lot of different things, but the reality is they will have to educate students and they will have to begin those things. So, but be flexible. With flexible. And right now, they're in the process of trying to pivot and change and figure out what summer is. media that people are saying a lot that we need to teach our kids life skills and survival skills and now that we're in the pandemic we're in a perfect position to emphasize yeah. that with our children and our students absolutely that is it so there it goes thank you so much mrs ham for your wisdom and advice and I would like to come back in a few months um, and perhaps talk to you again when the new school year begins in whatever form it takes. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would love to have to be there and love to talk with you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. If you like what you've heard, feel free to leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you and any ideas that you might have for future episodes. Subscribe and tell a friend about this. Thanks.